0: Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroni for the daily property search podcast. And the topic for today is, do you generalize on property data or get specific? Before I get into this topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as legal or financial advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So in terms of this topic about property data, getting generalized or being specific, we want to think about what it really means. Now there's a lot of property information that is out there in the marketplace and we really need to decipher what information that we do want to take on, what information might be a little bit skewed, or what information might be in a bias sense. So we've got to really look through the detail of it and really find out what kind of information we want to take from it to set our plans and strategies in terms of property investing. I wanted to get into a little bit of detail around this today, bring you a few key points from my experience because it's a sense that sometimes the media put out some general statements and I do personally put some generalized statements out there about Sydney property or Melbourne property declining. So I've talked a lot about the property prices in Sydney declining by 10 percent during 2018. Melbourne probably about eight to 10 percent um, in 2018. We're seeing further declines come through through the first quarter of this year, 2019. And we um, you know I've suspected, and I sort of thought, I mean my opinion and forecast is to see Sydney decline maybe by a further 10% this year and seeing Melbourne decline even further because we're seeing that uh, a lot of properties going to market and a lot of property listings happening at the moment in the Melbourne market more so than I'm seeing in the Sydney market. So with all that in mind and saying about some of those general statements, we probably do need to be careful about saying different things because within Uh, different markets, there will be different drivers, different uh, aspects of infrastructure and ideas that go on that could really benefit a market and not benefit another. So a couple of those key points that I want to deliver, giving you some ideas and thoughts around what we look at each and every day in terms of information that's put out by the media, what we take from it, and then how we put that forward to thinking about how clients are going to be best serviced in terms of their investments in future my first point I'd like to make is is it best to narrow down your data to a specific area as a result can be quite varied like it's, it is quite important to assess that specific data from that specific area. And you know, sometimes you, you can narrow it down within a, an area of a, a council area, um, but then there might be some infrastructure or shopping centers or um, train lines that be, might be closer to one particular suburb or within one suburb that might not be a little bit further away from another suburb. So you do need to narrow down some of the search when you're looking for that specific property. And I guess in terms of what I do talk about there in in generalizing about markets is just to see what the current sentiment is of consumer confidence in some of those markets like Sydney, like Melbourne. So, but when you're actually looking at investing, it's really to drill down those markets in terms of what is actually happening and where that you can best put your investing money towards making that cash flow and growth for the future. My second point I'd like to make is, how do you trust the data that is out there? Because it can be so varied from one report to another. be so many differences that actually happen. And I was just looking at some Melbourne data today. One piece of data came from CoreLogic, CoreLogic RP data, where it was said that the Melbourne property market declined by 3.4% in the first quarter. Now, on the back of that, I had people come through on social media saying, "No, the figures are actually one point four percent of decline in the Melbourne property market over the first quarter, and those those that information came from the real estate institute um, of Victoria, so very different data that came out on both those from both those um research or researching information that's being put out to the to the media or to the, the wide stream population, and we, we've got a, a big difference. So if you take that 2% difference, over the course of, if you anal, annualize that 2% difference, you're talking about a, potentially an 8% difference in property data from two different sources. And that's quite huge, so it, it is really, Interesting to see what you as a property investor, as us as buyer's agents, what information that we are trusting. And it's, you know, it is about, you know, thinking about how we can get on on the ground and, and look at that information to actually see what is going on for us and then what is going on for the investor that's looking to purchase. So, yes, you've got to be very careful because some of the data is a little bit skewed maybe favouring um, an idea from one company over another. So be very careful. I wouldn't say that I would hold that in confidence of you know, any source of data uh, out there in the marketplace. I think you just got to reflect on it. And that's why I put out information sometimes and it's more a reflection of where the market's going rather than what the actual numbers are. Because we are in the property market for long-term strategy. And if the market's growing by 2% or 3%, it's not really that much of a difference. If it's growing by, if it's declining by 8% or 10%, there's not much of a difference. It is in decline or is it is in heading north into a boomy market. So we've got to really consider it's more for me personally, and I, I know that there's analytical people out there that you know focus on drilling down each and every number, but it's, it's the direction that we're heading in terms of that property cycle or that property location rather than the actual numbers that are coming through. So yes, Melbourne is still declining, And it's been said by two different sources there, one saying 1.4%, another saying 3.4% in the first quarter of 2019. We're seeing the decline. I guess where it comes to the next point is, do we see that bottom out and then turn around? Or do we see further declines? Or do we see a stabilizing of the market? So there's a lot to consider. And that's why we look at this information um, on a constant basis to get a sense of where the market is going. And you can, like I said, you can drill down analytically where it's going to actually go, but no one really knows. But I think if you can get a good gauge on the sentiment of where the market's going, I think you'll be better placed to make better decisions when it comes to planning and strategizing your investment portfolio moving forward. The third point I'd like to make is in relation to the tighter lending times and Yes, I have been generalizing about some of the information that I put out there on social media about property markets, saying Sydney and Melbourne have declined by these amounts. But how far am I away from really the truth about each and every suburb around Sydney or Melbourne? Because we've got such a difference in what is happening in lending right now compared to what was lending happened six years ago, is it too much to generalize about a whole property market within Sydney when the confidence levels are really down in Sydney where there is declines happening in a widespread basis maybe you will have the opportunity of one or two sales going really well and that might push up the median price for that suburb for you know for a period of 3 or 4 months but the sentiment's working to towards declines you ask real estate agents around if they give you a a fair dinkum assessment of what's going to happen. There are less buyers. There's even less listings happening, but and there's still less buyers. And with less listings, you expect the prices go up, but they're not going up. So I wonder how far away from that, that truth that I actually am in terms of generalizing that market. Because if you look at the Sydney market between 2012 and 2017, property prices increased, widespread. There's always that individual sales here and there at different times that may have not have been an off market purchase or something might have happened to that specific property. But generally, all those markets increase significantly. So are we actually too far away from it when we actually generalize about some of these markets? Now in terms of the Sydney market, I would imagine that almost every suburb in Sydney has had at least maybe a six or eight percent decline since the peak back in sort of ju- around that July period of uh, 2017. I, I would imagine they've had at least that amount. Some suburbs, the, the median of, or the the sort of the average, what they're saying about the price declines is probably around about 14, 15 percent in Sydney right now of decline since the peak. You That means that some of the suburbs would have been declining by twenty or even twenty five percent so I like to I like to say that you know and put that idea about it are you generalizing too much about property markets when you are saying that the sediment's actually heading south and it's up for debate and that's an interesting subject within itself because people just are so focused on saying that yeah, that market's doing really well, but next door, that neighboring suburb is not doing so well. And that can happen. I'm, I guess, all up in terms of the generalizing of property data and information, and when you're going to invest, I get a sense that it's more about the sentiment than about the specific numbers that are coming through, because a two or 3% difference in a rise or fall is not really gonna have that much significance on if you're holding a property long-term. So think about those things when it comes to property information and data that's out there. Hopefully that helps you get a better sense of what we're thinking about, what we're doing out there in terms of investing. And if you want to talk about this particular topic or your personal circumstances when it comes to investing, please do give me a call on 0400-332-377. And thank you so much for tuning in.